Hello there ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast it's the Darkest Timeline podcast. So uh, there'll be movie talk, game talk, TV talk, um, maybe some exercise and probably something from uh, not quite the last week but the week that it was recorded, let's say that. Um, YouTube people, if you're not subscribing, I mean, you know, where's your loyalty man? Uh, If you are subscribing... You're the man. You are the man. I mean, you know, you could have got a friend to subscribe as well, but we won't talk about that, especially if you do it now, immediately. Cool. Right then, here we go. This is CookieCast, the Darkest Timeline podcast. Right then, here we go. Are we loud enough? Are we loud enough? Are we fire over enough? Maybe that's the problem. I get those weird, wibbly lines. How's that? Is that better? Maybe not. Maybe maybe I need to turn it up. Makes a difference getting turned down. That looks better. Uh, I'm going to try and trust the laptop today, so I think we all know what's going to happen there, don't we? Anywho, hi, how are you doing? You alright? It's week bajillion of uh, lockdown. Um, eight? Nine? Uh, we have the announcement, I can tell you, we have the announcement on the Sunday, so that gives you an idea of when this is. Um... And the announcement is, <clears throat> you can go out and exercise more than once a day. What it sounds like is, do whatever the fuck you want. I don't know if that's just me. I don't know if that's the way I've misinterpreted it, maybe. I don't know. Um, but it does read and sound a lot like do what the fuck you want who knows only time will tell i am sure um what i can say is from the very little amount of time i spend on facebook these days the 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 people have spoken and those people would seem to say that this is a bad idea so we'll see how that goes um yeah there's your lockdown update uh, i don't i don't really want to dwell on it um for a lot of this i've tried to keep a lot of i was about to say i've tried to keep a lot of my opinions to myself about this but that's not even remotely true uh i think that was largely to do because i started looking at the list while i was speaking i was like all oh, right the first subject on my list is about the lockdown Oopsie. <clears throat> um, real streamlined podcast today, kids. So uh, I'm expecting it'll be an hour and a half long. Um, one of those things. Some things on here are just a kind of a, cur- a cursory mention. Uh, a couple of things to talk about from the last week. 
a um, couple of bits and bobs, uh, quite a few movies. Um, yeah, I'm not going to bore you on the subject of games, and I know some people might be like, I am literally just here for the games. Uh, what I mean by that is, I, I, I played the same two games since last week, um, that sort of thing. Um, but we're getting ahead of ourselves. Let's let's get chatting. Uh, last Friday was Bank Holiday Friday. Should have been a Monday. They moved it. It was a Friday instead, uh, which meant three day weekend. We um, so it was Bank Holiday Friday. Um, I had a couple of jobs that needed to be done. Uh, one of those was to go to the co-op down the road and drop a couple of parcels off that were being returned to Amazon. That was the closest place I could take the parcels uh, to return them. Um, and the other job I had to do was uh, I was taking some food items to Leanne's auntie. So, like, this is, you know, 10, 20, 30 minute job, however long it's going to take. I'll jump in the car, I'll drive down the road, shoot into the car, do the parcels, go around the corner, drop food off at Leanne's auntie, and drive home. Um, it's one of those, I could spend a long time talking about how I went to the co-op and... I mean, nobody was observing any of the social distancing, any of the store rules, anything in there. Uh, that includes the people that work in there, which was comforting to know. Um, honestly, can safely say I didn't see a single person observing any social distancing. Um, so, yeah, that was comforting. Uh, the other thing... I can tell you is that the car park was full uh, which brings me on to what I was going to say um, remember a while ago I was saying I went out for a walk on a Wednesday and it was the first time in all of this that I'd actually felt like lockdown was in full effect lockdown was in full swing um, yeah that was at least a couple of weeks ago um, I know that because I coded it at the weekend. Um, so at least a couple of weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago. Uh, I can safely say going out on bank holiday Friday, uh, when the weather is very much how it is now, glorious sunshine, um, I can safely say not a single sign of lockdown. This was uh, two days before the, the you know the announcement where people were speculating that the lockdown was going to get relaxed somewhat. So there were people everywhere. There were cars everywhere. Like I say, the car park at the co-op was full, full, full. So many cars on the road. 
so many people out and about. And, you know, I got into this conversation with Leanne and I was like, you know, because she was like, well, you have to work on the principle that X number of those people were out, they were exercising, they were doing whatever, and so on and so forth. Which kind of, uh, kind of went against what we saw later on when we saw two families um, talking to each other and the adults were, uh, were correctly observing social distancing. Uh, which would have been fine if the four children, which was two children per family, weren't running around playing with each other. Um, you know, why, why bother? Why bother social distancing when you've got that situation going? Um, it, it's just baffling to me. And, you know, I know each week is me saying, oh, I was out and I saw this. And I know that there's people going, well, you were out. You know, I, I get it. I, you know, I, ha I was going out. I was delivering food to somebody who is self-isolating. I was taking, you know, there was no way for me to magically transport those parcels back to Amazon. So... I was out. And, you know, I was one of the cars on the road. I'm not a car. I was one of the people in a car on the road. I get it. However, I would hope that you could understand and imagine what I mean by there was just people everywhere. Um... I personally think that, like I say, I think the announcement that we've had is largely people's interpretation is do what the fuck you want because people are looking for for that to be the announcement. Um, especially since there's no mention around, um, oh, you know, the police will still be stopping people. Um, it's... <sighs> I, I strongly think, I strongly believe that um, things are going to get worse. Um, I think relaxing something when we haven't solved the problem, um, it, it's, it's just one of those. Um, so yeah, you know, I, I keep saying, you know, sometimes I go out and it's like, I'm happy to see things in this, you know, and I think, you know, we'll we'll band together and we'll get through it. And the uh, you know, the, there are other times that I go out and it's it's very sad. It's it's quite depressing. Um it's I don't know, I think it's going to get worse and then I think it'll be a different story. My opinion that's, you know, that is my opinion. Let's talk about something else. Uh, something cheerful. I don't know if I've got anything cheerful, but I'll try and find something. Ooh, a little yawn. Ooh, I had a late night. That's why. Um, so... I write things down on my list as the week goes on. That's how I form... 
a list to make a podcast. Something pops into my head, write down. This week's little thing that I wrote down was about talking in films. Um, Something I've observed more recently and something that I wanted to talk about. So, me and me and <clears throat> me and films have been. We've had a funny old ride. Um, there was a time in my life where film was everything, absolutely everything. Um, that was a large thing that I did with my time. Um, I watched films. I absorbed films. Um, I learned about film, you know, that was, that was me, that was my life. Um, then there was a time where film was less so a part of my life, but still part of my life. Uh, and then it's been up and down from there. There are times, as, as you'll see from this podcast, there are times when I watch a big chunk of films. And then, as you'll know from past, um... There are times where I don't watch anything. Um, I was always... Excuse me. I was always the... I was always sort of taught, you know, you go to the cinema. When the lights go down, it's time to be quiet. Uh, you don't speak. You don't make sound. You, you know, at the most you, you munch your popcorn. But munching popcorn should be done at loud points in the film. Um, and to some degree that's probably, in hindsight, that's probably the wrong way to be taught. Um, I've had issues in cinemas with other people, and I know, uh, certain members of my family have had issues in cinemas with other people. Just goes to show, probably wasn't the right way to do things. Um, so, that's that. As technology advances, um, I was always about trying to, you know, when you're watching a film at home, you're ultimately trying to recreate a cinema experience in your own home. Um, So I've always been about the biggest screen. Um, I've always been about, you know, there's there's points in time where I was looking at whether I could get a projector. Um... There are times when I've been like, I've had a TV and it's like, that TV's not big enough, I need a bigger TV. Um, Surround sound, I've had surround sound for donkeys, for for a very long time. Uh, And this this was at a point in time where I used various wires and cables and all sorts of stuff to plug into my stereo to use the speakers from my stereo to get some kind of surround sound. Um, And this goes back to when I lived at home. Um, There was also surround sound um, then as well. So that'll be going back another good few years. Um, You know, I'm I'm a man who will, you know, you're watching a film during the day, close those curtains, get those bad boys closed. Bring it down, make it dark, shut up, sit there. You know, 
those are those are the thing you know you're trying to recreate the cinema in your own home something and this is only only in the last couple of weeks um some of the films that i've been watching really i've been watching um I should go back a little bit further. There's, to me, there's two types of films. There's the type of film that you stick it on and you sit down and you watch it, nice and quiet, watch the movie, absorb it, take it in, and and like that. Then there's the movie with friends. So the movie with friends is exempt from the rules because if you put two, three, four, five, six people in a room. You can't expect everybody to observe the nobody nobody talks rules, and ultimately, you know, for example, if it's a group of lads sat watching a movie, it's often, um, you know, an action movie or a comedy or so, those sorts of films, and you know, at times people want to pass comment, um, and that's that's fine. More recently, I've found that um, there are certain films that I'll sit down and watch, and I actually don't mind passing comment on something. Um, you know, watching an action film and something, or somebody gets impaled on something, oh, that's going to work, you know, that sort of thing. Um, and just the observation that my mentality around the way I go about watching movies and yeah I, I think I said recently that I've, I've had that realization that I probably don't watch films more than once that's another thing that I used to I used to do a lot I used to watch films over and over again there was there are times in the past that I've put films on straight away after watching them and there are times that I've been presented with the same film again straight after I've watched it, and have watched it again. Um, I watched How to Train Your Dragon, the first one, twice. I watched it back-to-back uh, on the on the plane flying to Vegas. Um, and that was great. Was it flying back? No, flying two. Um... I think I mentioned about uh, not the not Rambo Last Blood, the one before it. Uh, watch that back to back. Um, so I've got this this change in mentality around films, um, and part I, I don't know whether it's a change for the better or the worse, but. I am observing this change in my life. Um, I, you know, I, I knew there was a point in time where film became less important to me. Um, and then, you know, there's that part of me that it's still important, and then that, and that's sad. Um, and then I suppose this is maybe another point where film is potentially coming a, bit, a little bit less important. Like, say, the idea of watching a film again um, is not something that I would probably do these days. Um, there's a, a film I'm going to talk about um, that I've watched. Uh, I watched last night. That um, 
I think when I finished it, I'd said I'm glad I didn't buy it. Um, because my opinion of the film was quite strong, and the opinion um, I'd have been more I'd have been more disappointed if I'd have bought it. Um, so yeah, just observations, let's say. Um, I don't know why this is written where it is on my list. Um, I think I've probably just left it there and I've written stuff after it. Uh, um, I was going to update you with my latest 3D pen project. Uh, I am now, I've done one, two, three, three of four sides for the, um, cover case whatever you want to call it for the mixer that i'm making um realized that the first side i'd made was too short so i need to address that um so far i've used three different colors uh, i've used black silver and white each one of those colors works completely different to each other um i think in i think in hindsight the black was the hardest to work with. The the silver, um, when I was using it, I was like, this this stuff comes out like, it's almost like it's coming out like molten metal. Um, the white was, uh, white, obviously it's not a colour that you want to be using a lot of. Um, there's not a lot of stuff out there that, that requires white. But, on the flip side, Having used it, it's probably the most user-friendly. It's quite um, malleable. Uh, you can still work with it whilst you're laying it down. Uh, but yeah, I've made three of the four sides. Uh, when I get an opportunity, I'm going to make the fourth side. And then I need to start looking at how I'm going to go about making what will essentially be the lid. Um, I was looking at it this evening when I was plugging in to, to get ready. Um there's a lot of stuff, there's a lot of plugs. Um, so there's there's that to take into account. Obviously I would need holes to plug these things in. But then there are, you know, there's like, at the moment I've got one microphone plugged in, so I would need a hole for that. Um, if there was a point in time where I needed four microphones in, I'd need four holes. And if, there, if three of four microphones aren't plugged in, I've then got three exposed holes and the whole point of this is to try and stop the top of the mixer being exposed. So I'm now starting to think, do I need like little doors? Um, who knows? But we'll find out um, shortly. So there's a running joke in our house that every single time I go to do a podcast, the the baby's like, ha, yeah, good one. We'll see about that. Uh, and every single time Leanne goes to do her podcast, the baby's like, anyway, guys, I've got to be getting an early night. I've got to get those 13 hours in, you know, and goes straight to sleep. 
So uh, that that long pause there, that was me finishing my thought and then going to lie the baby down. I mean, what are we like 20 minutes into this? Has she just sat and waited that entire time or what? It's every time. Every time. So yeah. I'm sure I'll be pausing this again in a minute to go and lie back down. Because you know, that's that's how it goes. It's the name of the game. Um 3D pen, yeah, fun times. Uh I need to redo my bat logo symbol, whatever you want to call it. Um it's another one of those things that time is not is not kind. Um I had 45, 50 minutes the other night to do one panel um, for the mixer cover and I didn't complete it in 45, 50 minutes. Uh, so, you know, it's that sort of thing. You really do need a big chunk of time to dedicate to doing these things. So, you know, we'll see how that goes. Um... Right, what is on the old list? Um, it's a bit, of, a bit of one of them, but yeah, yeah. Um, start some TV. How about that? Let's talk about some TV. Uh, TV wise, um, I'm on series two of Breaking Bad. Uh, it's a bit of one of those. I, I don't feel like I'm bringing news. At this point in time, uh, when I to to now sit and talk about Breaking Bad, um, I've spoken about Breaking Bad at length before. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I know I talked about it a lot when I did a podcast with Ed. Um, so if you haven't heard or listened or watched or any of those things to that, do go and check that out. Um, I think it's like Ed Lockdown Special. So. I'm at that point now where I'm watching series two and I'm like yeah I I can I can kind of see why I I struggled with series two and why ultimately I stopped watching it series two is slow going I I was watching an episode the other day and I was like do you know something? Not a lot is happening in this series. I don't know if that sort of... I know it picks up very... It very much picks up towards the back end of the series. And I know there's a lot of... Uh, I know there's a lot of stuff to come in this series. But at that point in time, I was like... Not a lot is happening in this series. Um, obviously, as a contrast... I'm I'm pretty sure once it gets to series three, it just takes off like a rocket. So um, I'm feeling very much in the vein that series two is probably the weakest of all of them. Um, like I say, not going to massively go into it. I imagine anybody who was going to watch it will have watched it. Um, anybody who hasn't watched it, I doubt my review is going to sway that uh i mean it's been out for ages 
been on it's been on Netflix for years. Um, so I'm a bit like, eh, I'm not going to bore you on the subject of um, Breaking Bad series two, but that has been what I've been watching. Apart from, um, remember when I was saying that I watched that Rust Valley Restorers? Um, I kind of felt like that was new. I kind of felt like it was new. Uh, watched the whole series in a day, which was generally, you know, a good, um, a good sign. You know, watched the whole series in a day. Uh, can confirm series two, Rust Valley Restorers. Um, came on. Was it fr Friday? Um, I mean, it doesn't matter. And I was like, oh yeah, I was waiting for that to come on. Cool, I'll give that a well. Uh, I can confirm that I watched Series 2 of Rust Valley Restorers in one day. Um, it was fine. It was, um, I mean, you know, I like this format. I'm not, I can't get away from that. I like this format. I like the, let's take an old car let's do it up let's restore it let's do whatever let's make it look pretty um and then let's sell it um i feel like i can sympathize with the the guy in this the the guy that's like the main guy mike um because he he don't want to get rid of any of his stuff um so you know i get where i get i get that side of it and the and the cars are always beautiful. Um, and it's it's just that thing. It's just that you know the, the some of the, some of the cars that they make. The cars that they make. A lot of them are some of the most amazing cars you will you will ever see. You know, American muscle cars. Say what you want. They are amazing feats of engineering. So that's two. Uh, just as a heads up, the last time that I went through this, um, having to go to the baby multiple times, was that time that the laptop decided to shit itself and I lost the first of three attempts at recording a podcast. So, looking forward to that. Today has not been a good day. Anyway, I really enjoyed Series 2 of Respondent of Stars. Uh, there was an episode that they did in Series 1. The episode was they had, a, they had to build a car for a demolition derby. I'm not there for that. I'm there for we're building a car that looks real nice and you know it's got an amazing engine in it and we're going to sell it for a lot of money. I'm not there for we're going to build a car that we're going to destroy. Funnily enough, they did a very similar episode in series two. 
they built for a, a car for a it was a, a race but was also kind of like a demolition derby i don't think i really was paying much attention to that episode uh like i say i'm not there for that um the the second series it felt very much like um the way rust masters did um the you know you've got this format you've got this garage you've got these people but it's also a netflix tv show um so it felt a bit more it's i wouldn't say scripted is the word i would say prescriptive um produced um which you know at the end of the day it's a tv show it's on netflix you know it's gonna have to be a certain way um i really enjoyed it um i can take I, I can take away from it the stuff that i want and just leave all that netflix nonsense behind um and like I say i really enjoyed it i would very much like to see more series of this like i would rust masters and stuff uh, and I know that at the point that they start, you know, having their own brand of tequila, I can tap out. One thing about Series 2 that I was a bit like, why are we doing this? There was, like, other garages. So, Mike... Is he Mike Hall? Um, he set up this restoration garage, Rust Brothers. And then by Series 2, it's like a proper brand. Next thing is like, oh, one of his rivals, JF so-and-so, who was in Series 1, oh, he's building a car and they're going to go and help him at some point. It's like, why are we doing this? Then um, then another guy, oh, he, he's struggling and, he, and he's making these cars and we're going to help him out. It's like, okay. Then Avery, who's like the other main guy of it, the shop manager, the right-hand man, whatever, um, he just happens to drop into conversation that, you know, he also has his own garage, um, and he goes back to to clean it up and build this uh, this really old car, and the next thing he's like, oh, you know, maybe I should go into the restoration business. And it it, it felt like it was spread a little thin, between all these different shops, I kind of felt like it was a bit more, let's just, let's stay focused, shall we? Um, maybe this was more of a format for further down the line. But, um, yeah, another one of the other things, not a criticism, uh, but there seemed to be a lot of, this person's brought us a car, the, the body or the frame or X, on that car is so bad we can't use it so we're going to replace it with one of ours um and they would like ask the person like is it okay if we completely replace your car but then use the parts you gave us and they're like yeah yeah that's fine um i'm not sure how i would, how I would feel about that because a lot of these cars they were saying oh they're just really sentimental to me um, and you know this backstory and all this and the other, and then they're like, "Oh, okay, cool. We're going to replace it with a different car." Oh yeah, that's fine. Um, but I mean, ultimately, like these these cars were unusable. 
Um, so, who knows? Uh, so yeah, I mean, like I say, uh, I'm I'm watching Breaking Bad, and uh, the fact that Rust Valley Series Two came out, I'm like, oh, you know, I blasted through the last series in a day. I can take a day out from Breaking Bad, a series I've seen before, to watch. You know, to watch this for the day. Um, it was good. I enjoyed it. I, I definitely want to see more. Um, which is usually a good sign. Um, going to talk about movies. Going to talk about something that I've seen in the last week. Uh, and when I see these things, I you know, little uh, a part of me is quite sad when I see stuff like this. Um, it has already been announced that they're going to make a sequel to the film Extraction. So obviously you'll have you know heard me talking about the fact that I watched Extraction. Um, I enjoyed it. Really good film. Really enjoyable. Um, great action film. Uh, all that sort of stuff. And it's obviously been very popular. So, oh, we're gonna make a we're gonna make a sequel, and it's gonna be directed by I think the Russo brothers have signed up to do it again. And and here's the thing, Chris Helmsworth has signed up to do it again. So, I mean, well, I don't want to. No spoilers, but that does kind of put a a fine point on some of the aspects from the first one. Um, I don't think we need a sequel to every film that more than two people watch you know I'm sure a lot of people watched Extraction because it was a good film does it need a sequel probably not you know do we need to just have this constant need to cash in at all times um, you know, if they make a film that's as good as the first one, which is usually unlikely, great. But like I said, it's usually unlikely. <sighs> anyway, that's just like a little bit of a, a grumble. Um, right, I watched three films. Um... Yeah, kind of felt like I needed to watch a film rather than wanting to. It kind of felt like I needed to so that I can just say I've seen it. Um, it is a film that has had some of the worst reviews I've ever heard a film get. And my review of the um, franchise, the universe, all of that stuff is particularly poor anyway. But you know when you kind of needs must. Um, I watched Rise of the Skywalker. Mm. I've seen a couple of people. Um, and I do mean like two people. Um, have given Rise of the Star of the Skywalker good reviews. Um, 
I've seen some particularly scathing reviews of that film. Um, and rightly so. Uh, it is terrible. It's <laughs> So, I'm watching it. I'm like, what am I going to be saying about this film on the podcast? And I'm like, well, I'm going to say it's fucking awful. Uh, and then there was a point where I was like, should I though? Maybe I should try and be positive about it. And I just, I couldn't find anything. Um, I have a particularly low opinion of the Star Wars universe, uh, as we know. Uh, I truly believe that the Mandalorian is the best thing to come out of the Star Wars universe. Visually, TV or film-wise, possibly since Return of the Jedi. Um, Solo was okay and what the hell's that other one I can't think of the other one that's not uh, Rogue One Rogue One was okay uh, they were fine uh, the reason that Solo was okay and I've said this a, a lot is that it was terrible to start with, and then basically they went, let's just steal the rest from uh, Firefly. And surprisingly, that made it good. Um, I commented that the Mandalorian may have done the same. You know, if I was Joss Whedon, I'd be having words, but that's me. Um, I, any of the films that came, you know... <sighs> The the Phantom Menace is one of the most painful experiences I've ever had to endure, and I've enjoyed it more than once. Uh, the Clone Wars is an abomination. People should have gone to prison for making that film. Um, whoever made the CG pair scene should should be in prison right now, with with no possibility of of getting out. Um, it's an abomination. Um, I've only ever seen the third one. I'm going to say Revenge of the Sith, is it? This is the thing. This is how little these films mean to me. I, d I, can, I can never remember their names. Um, I've only seen the third film once. And that's not technically true i've seen the first five minutes of it twice fell asleep which i almost never do and slept through the entire film and then a couple of days later watched it again i've seen it all the way through once the only bit of that film i remember spoilers is the bit at the end with the burning let's say so Right, let's see if I can remember the names of these other ones. The Force Awakens? Maybe? Awful. Terrible. Terrible film. The Last Jedi? I think. The only, the only bit I remember about that film is the end. Um, and some ske very sketchy rules around the Force. 
And that is going to be my biggest complaint about this one, Rise of the Skywalker. So, why do we not understand the Force? Or why is it that we use the Force to cover massive plot holes? I'm gonna to have to. I'm gonna to have to say that there are spoilers ahead because I need to get something. I need to speak about something. Why is there some form of teleportation ability attached to the Force? Now, what the hell is all that? And the, the I like I say spoilers, but the fighting across space. You're in one place, I'm in another place, but we can have a fight in the same room. The fuck? Yeah. There was a point, and I can't tell you what that point was, but there was a point where I was like, oh, this isn't too bad. The film's two and a bit hours long. Two hours, ten minutes or something. And here's what I said. The best way that I can describe these films is... Is there a single person on the face of this earth that is going to try and tell another human being that that is the best film that there has ever been made? Because there was a time where people were trying to tell you that the three Star Wars movies, that the original three Star Wars movies, were three of the best films ever made. They were on top 10 lists all three of them were on top 10 lists of all the films ever made in history will anybody try to say that these newer films are the best films ever made rise of the skywalker was the best film ever made is anybody gonna say that because I personally think the answer is no. And I also think if the answer is no, you've done it wrong. And that's it. That's it right there. That is all that I need to say. If the answer to the question is no, you did it wrong. And that's that. I needed to see that film so that I could say I've seen it. And then I can put that whole franchise to bed some of the best things to come out of Star Wars are the games you very rarely get a bad Star Wars game case in point the, the last one Jedi Fallen Order had a free update the other day like a free DLC it's like uh, the, the, the game of 2019 just keeps getting better it's it's very sad, it's very tragic, and I can't believe that I'll be the first person to have ever said that. So, Rise of the Skywalker. Um, there was a part, there was a point, and there was a part of me that didn't, that wanted to lean away from going, it was terrible. But it was awful. It, it, it just, it just was. It, a lot of, too many people doing too many things and none of it matters. Um, so there. I watched 
Um, I watched another film that day. Uh, that very evening. I, I, I felt like I needed a palate cleanser. Um, I bought something on Blu-ray recently. Uh, and I'm like, uh, it turned up. Got it at a reasonable price. It's a film I remember from many moons ago. Um, and I really wanted to watch it again. Uh, that film is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. Um, one of those, if you don't know what it is, uh, might be worth taking two minutes and, and looking it up. Um, it's a film from the 80s, I'm going to say. Um, yeah, it's it's not a, not a new concept, I don't believe. Um... How do, how do I say this? Elvira's all big hair and big boobs and um, she looks very gothic um, and she comes to small town America to claim an inheritance which turns out to be a rundown house and ends up getting all the uh, the teenagers on side and all the adults and parents and things like that don't approve of her or her ways and it's basically that um, it's a great film, which uh, you know, it it's it's very tongue in cheek. It's very funny. Um, just a good, a good wholesome film to sit down and watch on a Saturday evening um, when you've just been tortured by um, the rise of Skywalker. Um. Yeah, it was the fact that, you know, I got it on Blu-ray and uh, there was the special features and the special features like, oh, there's a, a documentary, The Making of Elvira. It's like, yeah, you know, I'll pop that on, put it on, you know, these the, you know, special features, the making of, you, you're looking 20 minutes. When I checked the, how long it was, it was as long as the film. Um, it's obviously, yeah, not obviously, it's, it's a cult classic, it's um, a lot of stuff sort of spawned off the back of it um, she had a TV show and they wanted to make a movie which they went on to make a movie I believe there are sequels um, and other such things she was very popular um, I believe she's still I've got her on um, Instagram I think um, and she's still I'm sure I'd seen something at some point in time where she was saying she was retiring from the role. Um, but she's on Instagram pretty much every other day posting stuff as Elvira. And it's all current, talking about like face masks and stuff. So, don't know. Um, an enjoyable watch. Something, like I say, a palate cleanser. Now then, I watched a film last night. And... I feel remiss. Um, basically, I feel like I should gone. I should have gone back and watched the documentary that I watched recently before reviewing the film because I feel like I needed to fact check myself. Do you remember when I watched Shelby American, uh, the story of Carol Shelby? Fantastic documentary. Really, really good. I heartily recommend it um, to anyone. But, you know, if you're a car fan, if you're a fan of um, 
Shelby or Ford or uh, that time or racing or anything, uh, I would just recommend it to anyone. It was a thoroughly enjoyable watch. Um, there is a chunk of time, sort of smack in the middle of this documentary, there's a chunk of time um, where Carol Shelby's doing a certain thing. It's all about the trying to win the Le Mans, um, taking on Ferrari on all of this. Uh, they had a, a race driver, Ken Miles at the time. Um, it's one of those spoilers for the film I'm about to talk about, but uh, Ken Miles dies tragically in a, uh, in a crash. Not racing, he was, uh, he was their test, he was also a test driver. He uh, test drove their cars because they were doing a lot of work to the cars and stuff. And after Le Mans, um, he was testing a car, car went off the track. And he died. Um, the film in question is, as it's called, it's called Le Mans 66. Originally it was called Ford versus Ferrari. Um, and I don't know why the name has been changed. A lot of these films do get a name change sometimes for various reasons. I don't know the reason for this one. If you want to buy it, you want to watch it, Le Mans 66. Um, I recommended to James Panas the Shelby American documentary, and he recommended to me the film Le Mans 66. So I started talking about the documentary. I was like, this, this, and this. He was like, yeah, 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 that's all that's in the film. He was talking about what was in the film. I was like, oh, man, they sound very similar. Um, so I was like, I'll give it a watch. I was going to buy it. Um, I'm trying not to buy stuff as much um i've rented a couple of things here and there i've digitally bought a couple of things here and there um i'm trying to reduce stuff i have on hand especially because like i say i very rarely watch anything more than once so probably don't need to physically own stuff so um uh, a couple of people had, had advised some less than legitimate ways to watch this film. Uh, I couldn't really be all that bothered to go down that route. So ultimately, I rented Le Mans 66. And here's where the problem comes in. Because obviously, I'd watched the Shelby American documentary, which I found truly fascinating. Um, and, you know, a documentary, depending on what footage they've got on hand and depending who's telling the story and depending, uh, you know, at the end of the day, you're not going to know what happened because you weren't there unless you were there. Um, but, you know, you've got various people telling the story and all their stories match up and line up and you have got footage from the time and you have got pictures and you have got... You know, we know what the outcome was of particular races and things. So... I personally feel that documentaries are probably a lot closer to the truth. I was like, somebody needs to make, you know, somebody should make that as a film. So the, the fact that there is a film, you've got Matt Damon playing Carol Shelby, you've got Christian Bale playing Ken Miles. John Berthenthal um, is playing Leia Coker. You've got... Uh, there was a guy for, who I spent ages trying to work out what he was in. 
And then I remembered that he was in um, American Psycho as one of Patrick Bateman's friends. Um, so. I feel like I need to go back and watch Shelby American again because I feel very much like I don't really understand why they made the choices in the film that they did when my recollection of what actually happened was a lot more interesting. They've created this beef in the film that didn't exist. They've then taken uh, another, a completely separate beef that did exist and changed it for no apparent reason. So, Carol Shelby went, was out and about trying to get people to back him to build a car. And part of the, the story goes that he went to Ferrari, he went and spoke to Enzo Ferrari and wanted Enzo Ferrari to back, he wanted the company to back him to build a car. Um, and he was, I think he's supposed to be tech, like a Texan, he's got the 10 gallon hat, he's very loud and all this stuff. Um, and Enzo Ferrari found him to be quite obnoxious and he wouldn't deal with him and he, he was quite disgusted by him and this this was the birth of the feud between Carol Shelby and Enzo Ferrari and Carol Shelby said we will beat him at his own game we will beat him at Le Mans and that's how that began uh, Carol Shelby went to Ford Ford gave him $25,000 just to get him out of the office and he went off and he built I believe the Cobra um that to me is a great story. That's a great story. Uh, spoilers. Uh, in the film, they've made it so the beef is between Henry Ford II and Enzo Ferrari. And there was all this stuff about Ferrari being broke and being bought by Fiat. I don't remember that in the documentary. I don't know how true that is. Um... There was a lot of stuff that was forced in the film that I really didn't feel it needed to be. The, 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 the true story would have made a fantastic film because the documentary is fantastic. Um, there was a lot of Kevin Miles' family, this, this son and the wife, and they're just in it all the time. And after a while, I'm like... Why are we focusing on these characters? We should be focusing on the cars. We should be focusing on the drivers. We should be focusing on the the build aspect. You know, Carol Shelby as a character. You know, he was a very big character. Um, why are we focusing on these two people that don't ultimately mean all that much to the story? Um... And after a while, something else that became quite clear to me was there was too much talking and not enough pictures. By the end, all I wanted to do was watch the film Rush. Because the film Rush, to me, is a fantastic film. Which has got great story. It's got great visual action for the for the racing in it 
Uh, it's a it's a well-rounded film, which Le Mans 66 did not feel like. It felt like we're, you know everybody was talking about all of this stuff. But a film that's ultimately about racing and cars wasn't about racing and cars. You know, you waited a long time to get through to the to the racing, to the Le Mans stuff. Um, and, you know, it was a big part of the film, but it just it didn't feel like it was a big enough part of the film. Also, there was a lot of other stuff going on at that time. Um, there was... So a lot of shady stuff going on with the fact that Ferrari were contesting race results, um, so that Shelby, so that Shelby and Ford can win. There was the fact that there was two different teams. That's mentioned in the film, but not really dwelled on. Where you know there was a point in time where they were going to win the um, the build. You know, the Ford were going to win all of the races. And then they'll go to Le Mans. They've just got to win Le Mans. And then Henry Ford II phones them up and tells them to rip out the engines that they've got in and put factory-built engines in all of the cars, which ultimately they all blow up, which means they lose Le Mans. Um, I think that might be the... Was that 65 then? It was just this long nightmare... And ultimately, all of it would have made a better story and a better film than what they made. So I just ended up being quite baffled by it all. I was just like, why have we got this when we could have had something better? It was later pointed out to me that if I hadn't have seen the documentary, I would have probably had a very different opinion on the film, and I fully agree with that. I do feel like I need to go back and watch the documentary again, but I do feel that that also will probably cement my opinion around the film not being overly great. And that is because I feel that they went down the the Hollywood route of... Ruining things. I mean, ultimately, that's that's how it goes. You've got a great story, and instead of telling a great story, you tell a mediocre one. I think that's the way Hollywood seems to like to work. I don't know. Um, I was disappointed. I think is is the problem. I wasn't angry. I was disappointed and angry. Yeah. A chunk of films, all watched in the last couple of days. Uh, this is where things are going to go quite quickly at this point in time. Um, computer games, literally. Uh, console games, Divinity 2. Played a bit of uh, Mario Party with the girls. Uh, but I can't imagine you want to listen to a blow-by-blow blow of the game. Uh, Divinity 2. If I'm honest, I think I've had a little bit of a falling out with it. I was chugging along, plodding along, went to a new area because I'd reached a point where every mission that I could do was telling me to go to this new island, which I did. Then I spent time, you know, the first mission's like explore the island, so I just wandered around the island, all this. Went to, went to like the only marker, like the map marker on the island, went there, got into this conversation, one of my characters is talking to this guy. Oh, this guy's the master, this guy's the you know, the bad guy. 
for her storyline. Uh, he ends up taking control of her. We all get into a fight. She dies. I'm like, fine, let's get this fight over and done with and then I can resurrect her. Ultimately, I end up with one character still alive and one enemy to fight, killed that enemy. And then I started resurrecting the other characters. Couldn't resurrect her. I'm like, what's going on here? Clicked on her body. Oh, you can take all of her stuff. I'm like, this is starting to feel bad. Why can't I bring her back to life? Straight onto the internet, little googly moogly around, looked up the walkthrough, had a read, and it said, if you go here, firstly, you need to have a conversation with her. At the, at the moment you get to the island, you need to speak to her. She will teach you a song. You can then sing that song to her. When you get into the fight, you can snap her out of being under the guy's control. Job done. And I'm like, oh, I didn't do that. Because, you know, as as always is the case, it never gave me, it never told me to do that. Okay, right. Oh, I'm going to have to load it. Bring up the load screen. Okay, let's have a look. That one there, no. That one there, no. No, 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 no. Oh, that one might be good. That looks like, you know, when I just got to the island, that one might be okay. Let's load that. Load it up. No, I've been on the island too long at that point. Tried to talk to her, tried to get her to tell me the song. No joy. Crap. So then I looked at the next save down from there. There was a 45 minute gap in time between the two. And the time I'd been on the island was 45 minutes. So I had to go back to the pre a save on the previous island, then travel to the island, have the conversation, get the song, and then go off and do the fight again. So we're looking about three hours of wasted time, backwards and forwards. I went, I did the fight, I saved her. She still died. But when she was back in my party, that meant I could resurrect her afterwards. Um, I've picked up another guy. I need to. He wants me to do a mission, but I'm not doing the mission. So that now I've got five characters wandering around. Um, it annoyed me, which wasn't great. And since then, I haven't played it, and that's been a couple of days. But that's not me going. Oh, but I've been playing this, which would be a bad sign. I've just, I'm taking a little bit of a break, I think. Uh, I imagine I'll put it on this evening. Um, I've been looking at the walkthrough for where I am and what I need to do. Um, this area, this island, seems like it could be quite short, but in terms of this game, that's probably a week. So, we'll see. Um, so that's Divinity 2 Original Sin. Uh, the only other game I've been playing is Thrill of the Fight. It's part of our workout routine, do a bit of boxing. Um, I've found this guy that he just absolutely destroys me. Um, great workout, but uh, there are points where I just I just have to turn it off because I can't do it. Uh, not that I can't do it, but I'm just completely wiped out. Um, very draining, uh, and I can only presume that is a good thing. 
Um, still very enjoyable. Hey, the surround for my VR still hasn't turned. I'm pretty sure it's six weeks ago I ordered that. Um, yeah, that's that's kind of that. That's kind of it. Um, I've I've done more running. I ran three times in the last week. Um, I think there's a possibility that I'm going to have to... <sighs> <coughs> I think there's a possibility that I'm going to have to start getting up on a morning to go running. Which is going to be super fun. Uh, I can barely get up on a morning now to, you know, work. But time is, as we know, time is not my friend. Um, I'm working out five days a week, press-ups, kettlebells, VR, weights. Um, yeah, it, it is what it is. Um, I feel like I could do with some more exercises, um, both on and off weights. Um, but, I don't know, the last few times I've been out in the garage, it's it's been a proper monster workout. Um, and I'm not, I've not changed much other than I've increased the weight. Um, I will be going, I will literally stop this recording, get changed and head straight down there. Um, it's like just gone eight. Um, I might even get some tea at some point. So yeah, there we go. Sorry about the, uh, the pauses and the breaks and things like that. Uh, sorry if I was a bit off. Like I said, today was not the best of days. Um, so my apologies, but there you go. Uh, peaks and troughs, strikes and gutters. Thank you very much for joining me, and until next week, I will uh, I will speak to you then. So there you go. What do you think of that? Another one done. Another week gone. Another one in the bag. YouTube watchers, make sure you're subscribing. If you click for notifications, you get told when the new videos are available, and then you can watch those as well. In the meantime, you can always get someone else to subscribe. Um, tell you what, how's this? If you get someone to subscribe, and we confirm that they've subscribed, and you let us know by email, then we will send you a prize. More subscribers, more prizes. How's that? Hmm? Cool. Uh, to find that email address, you can uh, jump over to thecookiecast.com. Our email address is over there, and so is all our social media. So you can send us some love. Yeah. So there we go. That's that for this one. Until next time, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then. Bye-bye.